So we come uh, today, we're looking at the building of the Temple of Solomon. Uh, this is what it gets called uh, through, uh, through a lot of the literature in the Bible, um, because King Solomon built it. Uh, we only read the first bit, but if you read it in preparation, the, the first thing that we think of is, this is a huge undertaking. It took seven years to build. Um, I want to talk about things that take seven years, but when we're talking about things that are big, we have a, we have a phrase for this, bigger than Ben-Hur. Uh, I don't know how many of you have seen the movie. Um, I have it at home um, if someone wants to borrow it. It's about three and a half hours long. It's a long movie. Um, the budget at the time, it was a $15 million budget. Now, that's, that's nothing for a movie, um, except that inflation, it cost $141 million. Okay, now that, that's still not much, but nowadays most of the money goes to special effects. No special effects. Okay, well what about how many people worked on it? Like, I went looking and I couldn't find an actual number. So I'm going to have to settle with the number of extras that were hired for the movie. 50,000 extras. So we're talking about Griffith twice appeared in this movie. Uh, the, the big scene of Ben-Hur was a chariot race scene. The set was 18 acres. 18 acres that had to be carved out of a quarry. When we're talking bigger than Ben-Hur, we're talking huge. The, uh, this was when uh, movies came on film, uh, strips of film. Five kilometres, 800 metres of film. Now, th that's enough film for me to probably almost get home. <laughs> For this one movie, when we talk big and we talk bigger than Ben-Hur, we're talking huge. And that's what we're talking about today. Uh, it was something spectacular, uh, like the Temple of Solomon or the temple built by King Solomon. And I want to talk a bit about some of the other uh, temples that we see. Um, so I want to start off. Let's have a look at the tabernacle. Uh, the tabernacle was uh, up until 1 Kings chapter 5, uh, where the people of God met. We have a, an artist's rendering of it there. Um, we have the tent. We have an altar. We have walls around it. Now, all of this was made while they were en route from Oh, the Israelites were en route from Egypt to the Promised Land. And they carried this around with them. Now, this was a big church. Um, the walls were bigger than our church. Okay. Uh, let's, let's have a look at a different artist's rendering of the Temple of Solomon itself. 
um, I saw Dave's and I thought, oh, yes, I did see that picture come up and I went with this one instead. But we can see it's, it's an impressive building. It's a very nice building. Um, we, in the reading, we didn't go through the detail of what went into it. But uh, if you Google how much did it cost, we don't have an actual number. What we do have is a list of some of the things that went into it. I want to talk about two of those numbers. The amount of gold that went into it, the listed amount of gold, 3,674 tonnes of gold. Silver, because we needed silver as well, 34,598 tonnes of silver. Uh, if you didn't check the gold price last night, uh, you would not know that that made the price of just the gold $306,469,010,100 Australian dollars. If you didn't check the silver price last night, you wouldn't know that the price of the silver was $34,805,494,080 Australian dollars. Hopefully, he got a bulk discount. <laughs> but we have there, uh, for those of you who didn't do the quick maths just then, that's the number of the gold and the silver price, roughly. That doesn't include the price of the stone. That didn't include the price of the wood. That didn't include the price of the bronze. That didn't include the labour costs involved. This is a huge undertaking for the Lord. There's a couple of other numbers that are about to come up. That number underneath, that is Elon Musk's net worth. Elon Musk did not rate to the amount of gold and silver in the temple. The next number, it's, it's a bit small. Um, I made it that size because it's about a quarter of uh, the price of the gold in Solomon's temple. The average house price in Australia is not uh, $90 billion, um, despite what it might feel like at some times. It's $920,100. That's Australia-wide the average price. Uh, there are currently 98,829 houses for sale in Australia. That is the price if you walked into a bank and said, I would like to buy every house. $90,932,562,900. That is a quarter of the price of the gold and the silver in Solomon's temple. It's a huge building. Um, if, if we look just some of the details, uh, chapter 6, verse 18, the inside of the temple was cedar, carved with gourds and open flowers. Okay? Uh, for the inner sanctuary, in verse 23, a pair of cherubim were made out of olive wood, each of them was 10 cubits high. One wing of the first cherub was five cubits long, and the other wing was five cubits as well. 10 cubits from wing tip 
to wingtip. The second cherub also me uh, measured 10 cubits, for the two cherubim were identical in size and shape. We, we have some incredible things that have gone into this temple. Uh, and there we have a picture of the Temple of Solomon. It doesn't look like much from there. Uh, this is just an artist's rendering. This next picture is not an artist's rendering. Uh, this is a photo with quite nice lighting, admittedly, of, it's called the Temple of Solomon in Sao Paulo, in Brazil. Uh, it was made, apparently, for the outside to the specifications of Solomon's temple, although four times larger. It cost 300 million Australian dollars to build. Oh, sorry, US dollars. Uh, 419 and a half million Australian. It's an 18-story building, four times the size of the original. The main ceiling has 10,000 LED lights programmed to look like stars. Uh, they have a garden of olive trees planted so that it looks like the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, the stone to build this uh, genuinely magnificent building was shipped over from Jerusalem because this is required. Uh, so that, that covered the central pillars of the temple, the entrance of the temple, and the center aisle of the temple with that stone. It covers an entire city block. The altar in the center is entirely covered with gold leaf. Uh, they dispensed with covering every surface with actual gold. Um, I didn't want to do the maths. <laughs> um, and so it's not going to show up. On the temple is an exact replica of the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, behind and above the altar is 100 square metres of gold stained glass windows. Hopefully looking a bit nicer than ours. And an inscription above that says, Holiness to the Lord. It's a magnificent building. I, there, there is nothing that we can say about that building. It is a magnificent building. I don't know whether it's necessary, but it is a magnificent building. And so we come to the next church that we're going to look at. Uh, you'll recognise this picture. You saw it maybe not exactly like that on your way in. Look around. It's double bricked. We've, we've got gold-coloured stained glass. That's nice. We've got... Well, no LEDs in the roof. I can't see anything with gold leaf on it. It's not covered in gold anywhere. I don't think the wood is cedar or olive. Um, I don't know whether this is true. Um, I have been told that when we bought the land for this plot, it cost a dollar. I don't know if that's true, um, but that does not compare to $341 billion. Let's have a look at the size differences. So we have, oh, sorry, before we get to that, we have another one. I don't have a picture of that. 
It's a picture of heaven. Uh, there is no good picture online. Um, and so we get to use our imagination. Um, but from the reading that we had earlier, what a magnificent picture that is. Twelve foundations of the city, each one made of pure gold. I'm not going to do the maths for that either. Each, each inch of it is adorned with precious metals. There is nothing about heaven that we could even put on a, a picture like this to make it compare. So where, where do we fit in terms of size? Well, here is, hopefully about to come up, a picture of Solomon's temple. Now, the size comparison between Solomon's temple and Griffith Presbyterian would look a bit like this. Okay, uh, Let's look at the next temple, the uh, Temple of Solomon, Sao Paulo, in Brazil. Okay, If it was that size on our screen, Griffith Presbyterian would look like this. Uh, let's go back to our picture of heaven. Now, uh, we don't know how big heaven is, not exactly. We're given a size. Um, it's quite large. Uh, that will show up now. The, the size of heaven in cubic kilometres, 14,158,423,296 cubic kilometres. I have here a scale picture of Griffith Presbyterian compared to that. I also have a scale picture of the importance. Uh, here is a picture of Solomon's temple. Uh, sorry, the tabernacle. Here is a picture of the tabernacle. And how does that compare to a scale picture of importance? Um, sorry, Tim, I've jump, jumped ahead a couple. <laughs> uh, here is the Temple of Solomon. Scale picture of Griffith Presbyterian in terms of importance. Should be arriving in a second. We are as important or more important than the Temple of Solomon. Our church here, with no gold, no cedar, no olive trees, no altar with the cherubim on it, we are more important than the Temple of Solomon. Uh, if we go back to those slides that I cruelly made Tim skip over, we see our progression again. We had the tabernacle, we moved to Solomon's temple, uh, big churches today might look like this. We have our church, we have my mock-up picture of heaven. So where do we sit in the church? Well, we're given a few things that we know about the church. In the ancient world, the church was a place on earth where God was. Uh, God came to the tabernacle, God came to the sanctuary, uh, the Temple of Solomon, uh, and it was the place where we could go to meet with God, not us, but where the Jews could go and meet with God, where we could interact with God, where we could perform sacrifices to God. Uh, nowadays, well, it's changed a bit. The building, the church building, is a place where we meet on a Sunday morning, or at other times, uh, that's not really the church. Um, as we heard in the kids' talk, the people of God 
are the temple of God. But we, have, we still have some things that we need to learn from these passages. There's some, a few things that we can learn about uh, church and our place in it. Uh, what do we learn about church? Well, there's four things that I've picked out. The first one is that church, we shouldn't think that it's going to be fast, that the temple took seven years to build. I couldn't tell you how long this church took to build. I doubt it was seven years. And often we don't think about things that have taken seven years. So I've got a list of things from seven years ago. Uh, put your hand up if you remember the attacks at the Charlie Hebdo headquarters in Paris. That was seven years ago. Uh, I put this one in. Um, Russia and Ukraine had a ceasefire seven years ago. And it's taken seven years for them to start again. The ISIS conflicts were in full swing seven years ago. Malcolm Turnbull became the Prime Minister seven years ago. Uh, the biggest song of the year was Uptown Funk. The biggest movie of the year was The Force Awakens. Uh, some people died in uh, seven years ago. Malcolm Fraser uh, was one. Uh, the guitarist B.B. King. Uh, the author Terry Pratchett. The actor Christopher Lee all died seven years ago. Uh, there were some other things that happened seven years ago. Um, I've been informed that Bonnie King was born seven years ago. <laughs> Evelyn Laidler was born seven years ago. Jackson Huckle <laughs> is pointing at himself. I checked. He is seven. Uh, the last one I've got here, Charlotte and Andrew got married seven years ago. It's taken seven years for all of those events to get to now. It took seven years. All of those events took seven years to get to now. And it took seven years to build the temple. Church takes time. It's not an instant thing. But what did they do while that was happening? Well, they did a few things. One, they kept on going to the tabernacle. It was still there. Um, the second thing they did for seven years was they kept building. So what should we be doing for our next seven years? We should be doing what we've been doing, hopefully. We should keep building a church. Bring people along to Sunday services. Bring people to the Bible studies. Join Bible studies if you haven't. Uh, bring people to youth group, to sprouts. Anything that we're doing, try and bring people along. Tell people about God. This is how we build the church. This is what we are told to do. Church is not fast. Church is slow. The next thing that we can look at is, well, the church or the temple of Solomon was impressive. Remember those numbers from before? $341 billion of gold and silver. Uh, the size of it. The scope of it. Uh, I've got some more things to read out. Uh, the brass that went into it, they didn't bother weighing because there was so much. Uh, 
the, the price of the gold that I put in doesn't include the furnishings that were taken from the tabernacle or the ones that David had made. That was just for the building works. So there was even more. Uh, we have, on the outside, we have, uh, where was it? We had a sea of cast metal. Uh, that was 10 cubits from rim to rim, 5 cubits high. It took 30 cubits worth of people standing around to get from one end to the other. Um, like the, the amount of stuff that went into this church, or into this temple, is huge. It is mind-boggling. I've got some other numbers. I like numbers, um, you can tell. Uh, 31%. That's a small number. That's the number of people in the world that would describe themselves as Christian. Some of that is an estimate. Uh, we don't have exact numbers coming out of China or North Korea. 31%. It's a small number. The population of the world is almost 8 billion. 2.5 billion people in the world. And that's an impressive number. 2.5 billion people in the church. Churches like this one, that is the church. That is an impressive number. 2.5 billion. For comparison's sake, if you take the population of China and the population of India, that's 2.7 billion. China and India together only just pip the number of Christians. Now that is impressive. Isn't that impressive? Isn't what God has done in the world with the people of God impressive today? Church, small churches like this, are impressive uh, the next uh, thing that we learn about the church is that there's a lot of detail that goes in the church. Um, we have a picture going up of the inside. Again, I saw the one that Dave picked and I picked a different one. Have a look at that. Like every, every bit of the inside of the church is covered in something. All over it. Uh, we have, again, I read through, we have 400 pomegranates uh, that have been made of gold to hang around. Uh, on the outside, there's 10 stands with 10 basins made of bronze, the sea of cast metal and 12 bulls underneath, three of them facing uh, in each direction, north, south, east and west. Uh, we have lists of pots, shovels, and sprinkling bowls uh, in verse 45 of chapter 7. The detail in just the description of the temple is incredible. Uh, engraved uh, on part of it, uh, cherubim, lions, palm trees on the surface of the supports and on the panels, in every available space, with wreaths carved all around. The detail that went into this church 
into this temple. The the size and the cost, mind-boggling. The detail is just too much to handle. What detail do we have in this church? Uh, Remember, this this was a plan that had been given to Solomon from God. Build the temple in this way. Uh, The same happened with the tabernacle. They were told to build the church in a certain way, according to particular details. What have we been told to do in church? We've been told to do a few things. Uh, Baptise, take the Lord's Supper. Uh, We've been told not to stop meeting together. We've been told to sing, to sing hymns, psalms and spiritual songs. We've been told to read the word of God. Uh, We've been told to go and make disciples. Those are the details in church that are important. That looks amazing. I can't imagine what that would actually look like beyond this cartoonish looking picture. That detail doesn't matter now. The detail that matters is that we keep meeting together that we sing together, that we read the word together, that we go and make disciples, that we have the Lord's Supper together and that we baptise believers. Those are the details that we need to keep in mind. The fourth thing that we learn about the church or the temple, it was beautiful. Yes, definitely over the top, um, definitely more than we could handle to look at, but... It was designed to be beautiful. Do we think about our church as beautiful? Uh, For all the work that goes into the garden, uh, for the stained glass windows that you can only see if you turn around, for the carpet that probably could do with a vacuum sometimes, the brickwork, is it beautiful? God says, yes. God says the place where my people meet is beautiful. I have some biblical proofs for this. Uh, If you go through the Bible and you look at the times when the word beautiful shows up, most of the time it's talking about a beautiful thing or a beautiful person. There's a couple of important and notable uh, spots in other places. Psalm 48. Zion the holy mountain of God that the temple was built on is described as beautiful. And this is before the temple. The place, the holy mountain of God is beautiful. Okay. Isaiah 52 verse 7. Uh, You might not know the reference, but you'll know the verse. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the word of, or who bring good news. Uh, In the old days, uh, in these times, feet were not beautiful. That person's been running across the mountain from who knows where to get to you. His feet are dirty. His feet stink. His feet, well, the the dirt's halfway up his leg. His feet are so dirty that his clothes are getting messy. They're so dirty that, you know, we might take our shoes off to enter a house. He had to clean his feet to enter a house. And yet, the feet, that part of someone, of someone 
who brings the word of God is beautiful. The people of God, the church of God is beautiful. The tabernacle, uh, which is about to show up, was beautiful. Um, It took time to build. It was detailed and it was impressive. Solomon's temple took time to build. It was impressive. It was detailed. It was beautiful. The uh, temple of Solomon in Sao Paulo, similar. Um, It's... Uh, It took a while to build, it's impressive, it's detailed, and it's genuinely magnificent and beautiful. Do we think about Griffith Presbyterian Church in those ways? It takes time for us to build. We are an impressive place, a meeting of impressive people. Uh, The details that go into our church, and we're not talking... uh, what happens with morning tea. We're not talking who cleans. We're not talking as important as all of these things are. If none of that happens, the details of what happened when we meet together, us meeting together, us reading the word, these are the important things. And it's beautiful. I have some other pictures that... uh, Well, I did have some other pictures and I took them out for uh, sake of time. Well, what is the church? Well, is it just a building where we meet and worship? That's what the Temple of Solomon was. Is it a place just where we interact with God? That's what the Temple of Solomon was. Is it the people of God? It certainly is. The church is all three of these things. And that's incredible. Uh, I have what I called the progression of the temple. Um, as I was thinking about this. We started with the tabernacle. We moved to Solomon's temple. Christ, he described himself as the temple. The people of God are described as the temple. Heaven is described as the temple. Where are we? Well, we are the people of God. We're the people of God in Christ on our way to heaven. If you turn with me to uh, Revelation again, that passage that Phil read for us, Revelation chapter 21, we get that picture of what heaven looks like. And I want to point out, I'm just going to read those last few verses. We've heard a lot about the temple. Um, Go back and read both chapters. Um, It's incredible. This is what we hear about in heaven from verse 22 of chapter 21. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The tabernacle, Solomon's temple, they're gone. We don't need them. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. 
the glory and honour of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's where we're going. We're on our way. Praise God. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the picture uh, that you've given us of heaven. Thank you for the picture that you gave us of uh, meeting with your people and being with your people and being with you. We thank you uh, for this picture that we had in 1 Kings and we ask that uh, we might all get to see this place. Amen. Amen.